Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. This is Grilling at the Green After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, After Hours here on Grilling at the Green. Today, we're talking with Mike Barrett of uh, Portland Trailblazer fame. Is that the proper handle for you? Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know what I am anymore. Uh, I, I do all kinds of things now. So, yes, as far as your person behind the, me in Costco way would they would say it they'd probably say it that, that way yeah, yes. there you go there you go so i promised we'd talk a little barbecue even though this isn't the barbecue show um and i know you've worked with the grill center over there in in sherwood for a while and you're a traeger guy and all that so i gotta ask you on the traeger yeah. thing you know traeger did an ipo this year and they did very well with it so they did a brilliant piece of marketing, Traeger, that is. They knew they were going to do an IPO. The rest of the world didn't know it. And starting about Super Bowl weekend, they did this phenomenal commercial where this couple is hauling one of their grills mm. home. It falls out of the trailer. They got the Pied Piper music underneath. People who listen to my barbecue show are probably sick of me telling this story. But I thought that was, one, it was a great spot. But two, I thought it was a brilliant piece of marketing to lead up to their IPO release a couple, three months later. I thought that was mm. fantastic. Weber, who did an IPO too, didn't do quite as well, uh, didn't do anything like that. They didn't do right. anything to incite the public to it. So my question is, did you have anything to do with that spot? No, I, I didn't. I, um, I don't know Jeremy Andrus. Well, I've exchanged some emails with him. The funny thing is, and they tell this story, and I don't know how accurate it is, but Greg Thiem, who owns the Grill Center, who's a great friend. So Greg, every so I started doing the radio commercials for the Grill Center and the testimonial stuff 10 years ago, I think. And we'd have, you know, different uh, Traeger days where we'd go and people would come in. And this is back when I was with the Blazers. And so... I was doing his radio spots and nobody around the country who was really involved and had Traeger retail centers were really doing anything like that. And so they had their big year end Traeger convention or their big public, you know, their, their company meeting. And it, sure. was, it was in Salt Lake and, and I'm in Wilsonville and I know Traeger used to be right here. And now it's, you know, of course, Mount Angel, Wilsonville, now Salt Lake, but they were, um, they played one of my radio spots in front of all the franchisees and all the, the, the executive teams. And they said, well, you're using a sports guy to do your radio commercials, like a personality to endorse. And Greg said, yeah, we've been doing it for four or five years and it works great. And, um, 
And so the national guys started thinking about that. And I did a couple of barbecue classes with Chad Ward when he was in town and who's gone on, you know, Chad now has gotten huge. Well, Traeger then, and this is the way it's been told to me, and I don't take any credit for this. They then decided to think about going to do this. And so they ended up becoming the huge sponsor of the Dan Patrick show. So they say that started because of Greg <laughs> thinking about trying to use a sports guy to do the testimonials for his barbecues and therefore Traeger. Now, I'm no Dan Patrick. I'm no Chad Ward. But that it's kind of cool that that kind of led to that. But they've always been forward thinking to circle back right. to talk about the TV commercial on how they get word out. And we know, you know every time I try to explain, and, and my partner and I who do a lot of video content, we've done some really cool content for Traeger. And um, I always use Yeti as the example uh, because I know some guys at Yeti, they come to this fly fishing tournament that I MC every year and they're great guys. You know, the way they have marketed and done their video content and given it this cool factor it's this lifestyle culture stuff that I yep. try to explain to people when I am going to do a video piece, like we did one for Polaris and we were out in central Oregon and climbing a mountain in a Polaris and a side by side and they loved it. And it, it's, there's some stuff. And then some of the Yeti stuff, you know, some of their great video, their video work is legendary far beyond what we could, we could do. Um, it doesn't even, it's not even about a cooler, you know, it's just the brand. It's just right. how you brand that name. And then you go, why do I have four Yetis in my garage that are 500 bucks each and they're just pieces of plastic? And it's, I don't know, it's because it's cool. Yeah. And it's the culture you kind of, you, it's aspirational, yeah. you know? And so anyway, that's, that's my whole, my whole trigger piece. And I do like those guys. I respect them. I know some of the guys um, higher up, Greg continues to use me for the grill center and Greg and Kim are just wonderful human beings. And I've told them I, I'll, I'll be with them forever. Oh, sure. If, they won't, if they'll have me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm the same way with Painted Hills Natural Beef. I've been, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say this, 17 years with them, wow. doing stuff for them. And uh, they're great people, family-owned business. Um, where, where are they located? I got to check them out. Fossil. Oh, yeah, you betcha. I know yeah. that area. Yeah. I shot an elk over there. Uh, yeah, there's a few of them around there. <laughs> there sure are. <laughs> yeah they uh but they've been great to me and i do their tv stuff and their radio stuff and they're on my my barbecue show nationally and that and part of it is the golf show this show is increasing now we're um actually usa radio networks is pushing me to put this show on the network too and um honestly i don't know if i want to work that hard you know mike yeah but no i agree two syndicated shows and all the other stuff I do. I do a lot of support for uh, charity events for golf. Um, I like to raise money for students for scholarships and things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's pretty busy. And, um, and I have fun with this show. I have fun with my other shows too, but I have fun with this show. So I, I don't know if I want to really grind out that national network deal again with, with this one too. So, no, I know what you mean about that because I've got a couple things like that going. I've got the Major League Baseball project and then now X Golf, which I'm not in, you know, full time every day, but I do end up I like it, so I'm there a lot. And then Nick and I, my former producer with the with the Trailblazers who still does some work with them, 
he he does most of our video content stuff. We do yeah. Beaverton Toyota and we do other stuff. But we'll get these things dropped in our lap. Some of them industrial videos. We shoot a lot of commercial real estate. We shoot some, shoot some big ranches in Eastern Oregon mm-hmm. that are going up for sale. But then we've had a couple of things come lately and we're both like, that's going to be a lot of work. Might be some decent money, but it's like, can, how much can we take on? Because we both like to enjoy our lives. Yeah, I know what you mean about that because there's that, there's that line when it goes from want to to have to and and then if you cross that line all of a sudden you're busy enough to where you're not doing the things you're enjoying and if you like to golf and you like to hunt and you like to barbecue you want to be able to do those things and you turn around you know and if you don't if you're not careful you you turn around and you're three miles from home from at home being what you wanted to be what that life is that you wanted and so that's a tough battle for a lot of people it is i never wanted it to turn into a job you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because i enjoy what i do um and i have a great time doing it i know a lot of the players in the barbecue industry i know quite a few of the players in the golf industry too but it's like you were just saying i don't want to have to um you know because then you've been in production stuff your whole adult life like I have. And all of a sudden, okay, it's Monday and I got to be here and I got to do this and I got to do that. And the show's got to be done by Wednesday and blah, 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 blah. And not, not complaining at all. Uh, No, very, I know what you mean, but, but then you, and then the other thing you risk is you get to the point where some of those, you know, we all have things we do and we have a few of those things we like doing a lot better than the others. Right. And then you end up getting so busy, you can't put all of your necessary energy into the things you really love. And I find that happening because, you know, Nick and I shoot commercials for Toyota. And I mean, we've been talking for three months about doing another one of these Toyota commercials out in the wilderness, which we did one a year ago, which we loved. And we still haven't had time to do it because we've shooting a bunch of other stuff. And so yeah. now I'm like, I'm like, hey, bud, we're getting busy enough to where we can't focus Number one, what we're really good at, and number two, what we really love. So yeah, again, that fine line. Yeah, it's it's tough. So, what does your wife think of all this? Uh, I don't know her. I, I this is actually the first time you and I have ever talked. But wives are imp- an important part in careers. The, my wife has her own career, um, you know, but sometimes they can give you that look over their glasses or whatever. And you got to kind of shape up real quick, you know, Yeah. like, listen up, Haas, I'm, I'm going to tell you this once. I mean, how has your wife made it through all these changes? Um, great and supportive and has a huge belief in, in everything that, that, that I do. And, you know, she was a school teacher and, and taught at a, a Christian school for a long time. And then when we decided I have two kids are 16 and 15 um, and we've been fortunate enough to where she didn't um i gotta be careful how i say this to all moms she works her tail off she didn't have a paying job put it that way right a job far more important than anything i had and so um the change the blazer change when that happened so out of the blue so public you know that's the biggest thing is so public where everywhere we would used to go you know, the kids got used to people wanting to come up and talk blazers and stuff and, and, and be it, take a picture or whatever. And then all of a sudden that was over. And 
so to them, it was a little weird, uh, you know, and they were, they were at that time, I guess they were 12 and 11. Um, and, and for my wife, a little strange too, but I think she could see, you know, having me gone for Christmas or gone for Thanksgiving or gone for Halloween. I think I missed like 11 straight Halloweens when I was at the Blazers. So you're just, you're just on the road all the time. I think she could see what that was doing to me too. And this is where I talk about um, my faith coming into it, because there's a reason why this happened. I, I think I, I, I don't know how much longer I could have done that and stayed true to my true priorities in life. So I think it was, I think it was a blessing. I think I was rescued and not to say, I, because I would have never left no matter how yeah. tough things got. I, I just wouldn't have. Um, cause it's just not who I am. And right. so sometimes you have to be ripped out of something and then look back and have it make sense. But in terms of now, I think she finds it amusing that I, <laughs> I have, you know, I'll get five or six half baked things going at the same time. And then if you start to work and I get excited about it and then, you know, the X golf thing's been fun. She's had a chance to be in there. You know, we had a couple people gone before Christmas to New Year's. And so I told her, I said, we, we need you. And then I had grabbed my daughter too. I need you pass your food handler's license, come in here and serve some tables and, and make sure everybody's happy and check people in and out. And she, and my daughter loved it. And she crushes when she goes there and my wife did too. So this has been different. The, the X golf thing yeah. has been different because they've gotten to be involved. And my two partners are two very, very close friends. Their families are very close to my family. So that part has been really, really neat. As far as the other stuff goes, um, she doesn't have a role in those as much other than taking care of everything family related. And I, I'd be a mess. I don't even know what I'd do without her. <laughs> I understand that completely. I really do. So a couple of last questions. What is the best day for Mike Barrett? you know, no production work, anything like that, but what's the best day for you? Well, it's, that's a good question. Uh, it, you know, if, if I were to be, well, last fall, I took my, my son uh, out and he got to shoot his first elk. He shot a cow elk. That was a good day. We got to chase it around for a day and a half, got on a bunch of herds. And if you haven't done it, I know not everybody's a yeah. hunter. And, but if you haven't done that, uh, that father son thing, and, and he ended up, he ended up shooting it from 425. And I, I wasn't sure he was going to take the shot. And he said, no, I got it. And I said, okay. And he, and he got it. That was, that was a great day for us as a family. I think we have some very, very close friends. Those days when we get the families together and the kids are together and we're, um, at somebody's house and relaxing and talking and, and, uh, you know, and, and, and grilling, don't forget grilling, grilling. Of course, they always joke about, they always want to have things here because I'm probably the biggest griller of the group. So I always bring something out for everybody. Yeah. Yes. You know, and honestly, when you say that, and that's not, I'm not trying to be, yes, a summer evening where I've got something on the grill and the kids are around and my wife's around and got a little music going. Those are, I'm pretty simple and I'm kind of a homebody. Those are great nights for me. Those are great days, but another potential day. And I don't know yet. So bucket list time for me, I may have the opportunity to go to the masters this year for the first oh, time ever. There you go. I don't know yet, but I've got somebody telling me we're going and 
during my time with the Blazers, I had a friend of mine who I was a roommate with in college who played golf at Oregon State. He started a company where he used to take groups, you know, it's all corporate. And he would take a lot of these groups to the masters every year. And I plugged another friend of mine into him who did kind of his wine selection for the trip. These are big time things. And, And they would get these houses. And so every year he would have an additional pass. And he would send me pictures of holding a master's badge. That's cruel. And, I, and I'd be on a road trip in yeah, who knows where, Minnesota, you know, yeah. Milwaukee. And I'd say, I can't go. He'd say, dude, this is the master's. You've got to get here. And I'm like, I can't. I'm in the middle of my season. I can't miss a game. So I had those opportunities. So these, they brush by your face. And I'm like, because I've just been, a, you know, I'm a, like, like most golfers, I'm just this, watch the master's as long as I can remember. And I. what's going to be interesting to me if I do get to go. And I was talking to Brian Henniger about this, you know, who led the masters after three rounds in 95. Um, I can't wait to see and walk the course knowing it like I do, like the back of my hand from TV to see what it's like with my own eyes. So that's a dream. We'll see if it happens. I'll tell you in April if I happen to get to go, <laughs> maybe you can do some phone in reports for me or something. I would absolutely love to do that. That will just, I know they don't let you do the phone on the course, right? But um, out front, we'll flip it sideways and do a podcast in front of Augusta national. There that would be go. a dream for me. Yeah, that would be good. Um, <clears throat> last question has nothing to yeah. do with golf, but when you get done with a round of golf and you're with your buddies, they come to the Barrett house, they expect you to grill something. What do you like to grill? It depends on how many there are, but one thing that I've gotten, and this sounds funny, but one thing that I've gotten really good at that I can do lots of different ways is I do a lot of pork tenderloin. Yeah. And, and I, and number one, it's fairly inexpensive. So you can play with it and not worry about, you know, right. Taking a piece of Wagyu beef. That's $197 a pound. You know, you're not doing that. Right. But I've gotten to where, and I've got another friend of mine who's twice the barbecue guy I am. He can't get it down and, and he never does it. And he says, I, I just can't get that right. And I've tried some different ways and I've got it down to the point where if we have a few couples over, I can do four or five pork tenderloins, slice them thin. I can do one a little spicier. I can do one with a little hit it with a little barbecue. I can hit one little Asian, do one with some herbs. And, and slice them. And then and the other great thing about them is, and what my li- wife loves, then I can put them on a plate in the refrigerator and eat off them for the next week because they're great cold. Oh, so, yeah, they are. Yeah, they that's are. That's one of my go-tos. I'm a rib guy like a lot. I don't do a ton of brisket like so many guys do. I, I do a little bit here and there. Um, I do a lot of chicken, obviously. A lot of people do that. I, I, I do a lot of fish. Uh, I do a lot of elk because uh, we still have half a freezer full of my son's elk. So doing a little bit of elk candy, doing a little bit of the elk backstrap, a little elk tenderloin, slice it thin. Yeah. I do like to do that as well. There you go. Um, I'm I'm a big tri-tip guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I love the pork tenderloins. We probably have those at least once a week around here. Yeah. Just, just because they're easy to cook and you can do so many things with them. Um, but when I'm having guests over, a lot of times I, I knock into, uh, as you would know, I have a supply of Painted Hills beef. And so I'll knock out a couple of tri-tips for people. And you, again, you slice it really thin and you can make one a little more spicy than the other yeah. one or whatever. And they, they gobble it right up. So it's give all me good. your, give me your 10 second, really fast tri-tip 
recipe, just temp time. Oh, yeah. Um, I do. I seasoning is very simple. Salt and pepper to start with. Okay. That's your, that's your basic one like that. I, you know, I don't leave too much fat on it, but enough painted Hills are all marbled very well. Uh, I look at it for what I do is I smoke it at about 210 degrees, 215 degrees for about an hour. And then I'll crank up the heat to, uh, and I've got seven different grills so I can move it to another grill if I feel like it that day. But then I'll put it up on, on a regular grill to finish it off. And that takes about a half hour maybe in there. And that gets that internal temperature right in the center, about 125. So what are you finishing? What, what temp are you finishing it at? I usually finish it off at about 350 to 375. I don't try to overcook it. If you get on that higher heat, 400 and above, you'll get that nice bark on it, but it also dries out a lot faster yeah. for me. Yeah. So I, I put it in that 325 to 350. If it's a cold day, I'll crank it to maybe 375 just because of the external weather and your grills have a tendency not to quite meet the temperature that you're looking at. So I do it mm -hmm. that way. I do it that yeah. way. And if it's windy, I've yeah. always found it's a little windy in my backyard. And if it's a windy day, I got to, I got to, calibrate right. differently than i normally would yeah yeah you do and we have a covered i have a nice size deck but also have a covered patio so this time of year all the grills are up under the covered patio which makes it a little better i'm out of the wind yeah. like that but if you don't have that then you have like you said you have to adjust for wind and the temperature and the barometric pressure and all that kind of jazz but really if you know your grill you can get it done it's pretty easy yeah so yeah. That works good. We, My, well, we could do another, we could do another two hours on barbecue. So yeah, we can, we can. <laughs> so and what, I'll tell you what, I'll bring you over to the barbecue show one of these days, and we can, and we'll have you on that show. Well, I know those guys scrutinize pretty heavily, so I'd probably say something that would fire them all up for some method I'm doing something. I, I gotta, I gotta do some more homework before I go on that. I'm uh, pretty good, but I'm no pit master. Uh, don't worry about it. We've, we right. have, we have all levels of competency on that show. All right. We just like, we just like to hear their stories. Mike Barrett. Um, he's got a lot of things in the fire and a number of them have to do with golf. I appreciate your time, Mike. I really do. Jeff. I really enjoyed it. Anytime. Yeah, you got it. We'll be back next week with another edition of after hours until then take care everybody. <laughs>